bioregulator peptides are naturally occurring in our bodies. We make them, right? It's just that, like so many other things, we make less of them as we age. And we probably like make less of them when we're under stress, when we're exposed to certain toxins, like all of those things that can dampen the system. You're listening to the High Performance Health Podcast, helping you optimize your health, performance, and longevity. My name is Angela Foster, and I'm a former corporate lawyer and high performance health coach. Each week, I bring you cutting edge biohacks, inspiring insights, and high performance habits to unlock optimal health, performance, and longevity. So excited that you've chosen to join me today. Now let's dive in. Hi friends, I thought I'd give you a bit of an update on what I've been up to recently. So I've been recently been tracking both my nervous system and my blood glucose quite closely to really get a handle on how what I'm eating and my daily stress levels are affecting my blood glucose. And it's a topic we're actually diving deep into with my members of the Female Biohacker Collective. And I've had some really interesting observations. There are some very cool ways of measuring this and looking at how the fitness and nutrition and stress also play a part. And I really like the way the very app interacts now with the aura ring so you can actually see the effects of blood glucose on sleep and also through its integration with apple health it allows me to see the effects of my workouts that i currently track on my whoop strap so i like all these kind of api integrations they work super well and i think cgms are one of the best ways to create behavior change as you can see the results of what you're doing so immediately but many people actually need some help understanding and moderating the effects of stress and fitness and nutrition in a positive way and so that's what we're diving deep into with my members this month in the Female Biohacker Collective. And something else that I've also been really impressed with is a new supplement by Biostat Labs called GDAID, which I take before a carb-heavy meal. Sometimes, right, you just want to indulge a little bit, and I find this to be really powerful in stabilizing blood glucose, which is important, obviously, for overall longevity, but also if you're someone who's looking to burn more fat. And when our blood sugar is high, we release the hormone insulin, and insulin actually blocks fatty acid oxidation. So if you want to burn more fat, you need to take control of your blood glucose. And the GDAID is a really powerful stack with um, extracts of bitter melon and dihydroberberine. Dihydroberberine is like nature's metformin. And it also has chromium, which helps stave off food cravings and enhances blood glucose control. And Biostat Labs are very kindly giving listeners of this podcast a free bottle of GD Aid with their powerful NAD enhancing supplement, NAD Regen. It's actually the only company I know of outside Tony Robbins' company, Life Force, that have NAD3 in it, but it's also stacked alongside niacinamide, resveratrol, and spermidine. And I think, honestly, I can actually credit my recent hair growth to the spermidine. Anyways, if you'd like a free bottle of GDAID with your purchase of NAD Regen, go to biostatlabs.com forward slash Angela, and you'll get an awesome stack for enhancing your longevity and taking control of your blood glucose. That's at biostatlabs.com forward slash Angela. But if you're like me and listen to podcasts while you're working out or walking the dogs, you probably never remember the links. So I'll also put a link in the top note in the show notes. Now, in this week's episode, you're going to be hearing all about peptides and bioregulators, which are these incredible compounds that can trigger the body's healing mechanisms and even help to reverse biological age. My guest is Natalie Nidham. She's a certified holistic health coach and self-proclaimed science geek with a passion for human health. And she's also a total expert in the world of peptides and bioregulators. So if you don't know much about these, you're about to learn a whole lot more. So Natalie, I am so excited to have you here today. We've just been chatting offline all about longevity and anti-aging, my, a few of my favorite topics. Um, firstly, a very warm welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Angela. It is such an honor to be here. 
you don't know this, and I didn't tell you this beforehand, but I actually years back was trying to build a website for a business and I came across yours and I went to my designer and I said, I want a website like her website. So <laughs> seriously, so you know. <laughs> oh, thank you. I had absolutely no, had no idea. I can't actually remember exactly how we connected in the end, but I love your Instagram and I love your work. And so I'm just really happy to have you here. We we saw each other fleetingly at oh. the health optimization summit. I mean, 60 seconds, but it would have been great to catch up maybe another time in person. For sure. No, it was uh, it was a busy, it was a great event. Um, and it definitely had us running <laughs> the whole time. Yes, it did. It <laughs> did. It was brilliant. So many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and your talk was amazing. So let's start. Why don't you introduce how have you got into the whole realm of anti-aging, peptides, longevity, everything that you do, which is just right at the forefront of biohacking. Thank how you. How did you get into uh- this? Thank uh, well, I think aging is a good reason to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> or not um, aging. Or trying not to be. age. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's funny. I think I mean, I've always been interested in health. And even before I got into this profession, if you will, I've always believed that the human body has the capacity to repair itself. And it it shows us this day in, day out right? When maybe a bit better when we're younger than when we get older. But if we think about really what's happening in the body on on every minute of every hour of every day, it's a flipping miracle. (laughs) Even sick people can draw breath. There's all these chemical reactions going on. There's, There's all these different processes happening. And so I've always held this fascination with health. I started off in university studying physiology. I kind of strayed a little bit through my life as I ended up in the corporate world for many, many, many years until one morning I woke up and I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. And I went back to school. I became a nutritionist, the whole nine yards. And as you know, once we, we go back to school and, and get a certification like that, it's, it, it's not the, it's not your actual career. It just opens the fan of what's possible in terms of where you're going to direct yourself. And this whole idea of, of health and and slowing down the aging process really started to take hold a few years in. And then I got exposed to peptides at a conference. And it was one of those moments that really defined what was what unfolded for me since then. Right. That like that's when I started my Facebook group. A year after that, I started the podcast. And really a lot of that was about how do I get people who know more about this stuff than me to talk to me? <laughs> that is the amazing thing about a podcast right I get to that's what I love about my podcast is the people that I meet it's just incredible yeah Yeah. and getting to pick people's brains like it's just yeah and then offer that up to your audience as look what I found and and look at what's out there and it doesn't mean that every single person we interview is the be all end all but they're all pieces of the puzzle you know, like I, I, I interviewed Dr. Bredesen last week. I'm sure you've spoken to him. And if not, I'm happy to introduce you. I haven't yet, but I would. Yeah. I'd love an Oh my God. The nicest guy. But, but here's, what's interesting is even he will say as much as he's made such massive inroads into helping people to slow down, stop, and even reverse Alzheimer's, right. A condition that doctors will tell you over and over again, no, not can't be done. You're done. Say goodbye to your family and write a book. Um, he even said to me, he said, you know, 
with all the work that I've done with that big body of work and all the success we've had, it's still just a piece of the puzzle. There's still mm. other pieces of the puzzle that we continually are fitting in. So you get a, you get a, a researcher like, um, like, um, um, uh, blanking on his name, Dayan Goodenow, Dr. Dayan Goodenow, who study discovered plasmologins and found that they can actually help to rebuild white matter in the brain. And so you've got that body of work that's going to feed into all the other pieces. So I think on the, on the healthy aging front and how I got into it is just after talking to people, about, like talking about peptides, peptides, and starting to realize, wow, there's peptides that can slow aging. There's peptides that can maybe reverse aging, but then realizing peptides are amazing. And there's so many other things that have to come into play, right? You can, the body has this incredible ability, but in modern life, we are being exposed to toxins and, and toxic elements on a constant daily basis, we have to be able to help our bodies to remove and to deal with that stuff so that it doesn't get in the way. And then beyond that, we also need to be able to provide our bodies with the building blocks that it needs to do the work, to respond to the signals, if you will, that we're initiating through these peptides. So I always use my burning house analogy and, you know, you can't send the best contractor sent into a house, the house of a hoarder that is filled with junk, if you don't allow him to clear out the junk, he's not going to be able to do a good job for you or do any job. And then taking it a step further, if he doesn't have any materials, he's not going to be able to do the work. So the body is no different. We have to, and, and, you know, we keep thinking about what supplement can I take? What can I do? What can I add? What am I bringing in? And very often I find we all fall prey to this forgetting about what do I need to eliminate? What needs to be removed before I bring in these things so that there's time and space for the body to do its thing. Mm. So I don't know if, I think I kind of went off on a tangent, but that's more or less how I got to where I am. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. With When we're looking then at kind of what we might want to eliminate, let's start there before we bring things in, or even maybe a better way to approach it would be to think, what's the baseline that we need to establish? Everyone, I think the thing with with supplements is it's really not that much different than going and getting a prescription, right? At the end of the day, you're taking something that you hope will be a magic pill or a magic solution. So what is the foundation that you believe that we all need to start with? Is there a particular style of nutrition that you advocate, for example? Um, or is it about kind of embracing diversity? Obviously, sleep, we need to nail exercise, all of these things. Um, I kind of use a, a shift protocol for this, but I'm curious as to what, yeah, what kind of foundation you like clients to lay in place, first of all? Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's, it's, I mean, to those of us in the business, it may, it's, it seems pretty basic, right? Mm. Like you said, optimizing sleep, if we're not optimizing sleep, nothing's going to go well. You're not going to be able to manage your diet properly. Your body's not going to be able to recover. Your brain's not going to be able to clear out the toxins from the day before, like all the things. So optimizing sleep, managing stress. We live in a stressful world. Every generation before us has lived in a stressful world. I would argue that our stresses are starting to like overflow these days. So learning to manage that stress, learning to build resilience in your system so that the stress will be there, but it doesn't affect you directly as, 
as it could, right? I mean, it's very easy right now to walk around worrying about any one of 27 things at any given minute. And so how do you find that inner balance that allows you to not feel like you're being chased by a lion every minute of every hour of every day? And that can be as simple as breath work. It could be as, and it could go as high level as technology, right? So whether it's a device like a Sensate or a Neurovisor or whatever the case may be, or is it learning to meditate? If that's, if that's available to you at the end of the day, that's probably the best, most efficient way to do it. But then we've got escape valves. We've got things like exercise and movement and which can also help to mitigate the effects of stress. Plus it keeps our body healthy. So we've got exercise and movement. We've got managing stress. We've got sleep. You asked about diet. I'm not, I'm a diet, I'm diet agnostic. My feeling is that there's going to be an optimal diet for different people at different times of their life. What's serving you today may not serve you tomorrow. And as women, especially, we know that, right? Mm -hmm. When we're in our Definitely. childbearing years, when we become perimenopausal, things start to shift. Postmenopausal, things start to shift again. So how you eat, and we see this every day. We see, when we, we hear from women in our business, we hear from a woman who's like, dude, I didn't change anything. I woke up one morning, I looked down and I don't know who the hell swapped out my body, but this is not the body I've been living with my whole life. And so- things, signals change, the body changes, we have to, we have to evolve and move with it. And I think men also like as their lives change, they have to change their nutrition. So I'm not a huge fan of the extremes. I'm not a massive fan of vegan diets, or frankly, carnivore diets for the long term, I think they can be really great interventions. I think that my personal opinion is that for most people, focusing on nutrient density, and focusing on optimizing your digestion and, and and being as unemotional about your food as possible, trying to allow your needs physiologically to drive your your dietary choices versus emotions is would be ideal hmm. if we can get there. If we can get there, I agree. <laughs> and yet food is so emotional for so many people. This is the oh, thing. It's become such a trigger, right? Mm. I mean, I think like you know, in some camps, you almost feel like there's a war on animal protein right now. And I don't think that's going to serve us in the long run. I think paying attention to where our protein's coming from, paying attention to proper farming techniques and the whole nine yards, I'm all in. But I think that this, this, you know, this, this thing that's happening where it's becoming a political issue is not a good thing. I, I, I really don't think so. So anyway, so- And, and I pause you there on protein, actually. Because, I'm sorry? Uh, can, can we pause there on protein sure. for a moment? Because uh, you, you put out some interesting content in relation to that the other day, saying a lot of people reach to get more protein because they believe that's what they should have, uh, particularly women, obviously, as they go through perimenopause. But actually, what you need is not so much protein, it's amino acids which is what protein is broken down into. And I think, I think you shared that you will drink an amino acid drink maybe a few times a day. Uh, yeah. I'd love to just, yeah, just interrupt you briefly there to talk sure. about that. Well, so, I mean, so that, they, that discussions really is around essential amino acids, right? So those amino acids that are the building blocks of protein that our body use to repair and build. And so 
it's really hard through diet to get in enough protein. Not to mention the fact that many, many people, most people's digestion is not optimal. We're not breaking things down properly. And if we don't break them down, we can't absorb them. And if we can't absorb them, we can't assimilate them. So the essential amino acids really is a bit of a gift to the body. And it says here, you don't have to work for this. I'm just going to hand you this kit that you can use for whatever we need right now. So whether it's recovering mm -hmm. from a workout or repairing from an injury, or, you know, I also find that essential amino acids, they're, they, they run the gamut, right? From the elite athlete who might be pounding like five or six servings a day to meet the needs of their body to rebuild to an elderly frail person who doesn't have enough of an appetite, whose digestion kind of sucks, but who desperately needs those essential amino acids to repair and to keep themselves going. So there's, you know, even recovery from, from surgery or from injuries, like there's literally nothing that those essential amino acids don't apply to. And it also, it doesn't replace protein that we eat particularly, but as a supplement, it does provide your body with those building blocks in a way that's really easy and bioavailable. And your body intelligently knows what to do with them. Have you found any that taste half decent and aren't packed with sweeteners? Because this is the perennial challenge. And some of them, uh, if you get sort of the plain ones, they actually just, I don't know, they kind of they're induce hideous. nausea. They're just, they are hideous. They almost smell like vomit, to be honest. Oh, yeah. No, they're awful. <laughs> and even some of the flavored ones are, mm. you, you kind of, like, there's no better way to wreck a drink. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> so... I have to say that, so there is, there's, um, and, and even within a certain brand, there'll be certain flavors where they were able to mask the, the nastiness better than others. Mm. Um, I would say that my default though, is I take the pills. Yeah. They're kind of chalky though, right? So, so there's a company, um, that coats them. Ah, they okay. have the coated or uncoated version. And I will say the chalky ones, the uncoated are they at least 30% of the time will get stuck in your throat, no matter what you they're do. Really, no and they're giant size. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're yeah. big and they're sticky. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so I actually think you're almost better off throwing those in a smoothie if you have a Vitamix and blending them in because they won't actually taste that bad if it's a good, if it's a good shake. Um, but I like the, I use the coated pills. Um, I use the ones from body, uh, the, the perfect aminos because they have, they have a giant bottle that lives on my counter and, you know, my son and my husband are instructed to take what they want when they want. And what dose are you taking when you're, when you're sort of supplementing with them? So I'm trying, I mean, right now I'm, I'm actually moving into a new protocol and I'm going to be using 10, which is a double dose mm -hmm. before my workouts and then 10, before bed and so, before which is workout a double to kind again. of what sort of stop that catabolic effect are you doing that fasted your workout or pretty uh yeah no my yeah. workouts I don't like eating before my workouts no, it's I don't. like there's the the best way in my world to sabotage a workout is to have something to eat before mm. <laughs> same here I'm totally the same I've tried it and I just yeah I can't um, I don't know how okay. these people do it I mean my husband eats before during and after a workout I'm like I have no idea how you do it like the body's physiology demands that your blood flow moves away from your, your digestive organs and towards the arms and legs. So it, it is a mystery to me 
mm. unless it's something like essential amino acids. Like I think an EAA drink during or before a workout, obviously, is going to have some benefit because it's it's it it just gets picked up by the body and there's no work involved. There's no digestion. Mm. Um, so, so that works super well. And are you yeah. what about um, you talk about amino acids? Are you also do you are you a fan of taking collagen? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get collagen in all kinds of places. Like I, you know, I drink a mushroom coffee right now that has collagen in it, or okay. I've got my collagen drinks on the side or, you know, there's the, um, there, I have another, I mean, I, I don't want to be dropping brands all over the place here. So <laughs> I've got, I've got a few, definitely. I am a fan of collagen for sure, but I also eat meat and I also drink bone broth. And I do think that too much collagen without the other side, you end up, what is it, methionine that you end up a little Mm. depleted in. So, you know, it's, this brings us back to that discussion around as much as we can to, to have a varied diet so that you're bringing in all those elements and you don't, you know, it's like you, like the, the vegan diet, which can be really great for people at certain points in time to do a vegan diet properly and not end up deficient in a bunch of stuff, it's a ton of work. It's a bit like trying to do the keto diet properly and not put yourself at risk. Exactly. Like all of these extremes are a lot of work to do properly. And you have to be willing to do the labs, do the blood work, work with a practitioner, see, are there any deficiencies or even um, are you building up certain things that you don't want too much of, for example? Um, so that you can kind of course correct as you go. Mm, it's very true. So we have stress obviously dialed in. And uh, I love the way you've pointed out there, breath work, meditation, like relaxing, calming practices, as opposed to what's common on social media, which is I feel really stressed though, and I want to reverse like my, my aging protocol. So let's just pile in more stress, right? With hit workouts <laughs> and ice baths and how am I sleeping? And what's my breathing? What like, does my yeah, brain say? <laughs> exactly. Let's not um, let's not just sit in quiet contemplation. So anyway, that was very good. Stress, uh, sleep, nutrition, exercise. I feel getting like outside. now getting outside in nature, mm-hmm. uh, grounding. I feel like now we can jump into the fun part that you specialize in. Yeah. So for someone like myself and probably many of the listeners who is looking to slow down the aging process, what are your go-tos? Where should we start? So my, my, the, the thing I've been talking about the most over the last um, couple of years have been this whole kind of subset of peptides called bioregulator peptides. And the bioregulator peptides are really interesting in that these are in their in their initial form, the form that was originally discovered and studied by uh, Professor Kavinson in Russia, is they are essentially very refined extracts of tissues, glands, and organs from animals. Okay. Bioregulator peptides are naturally occurring in our bodies. We make them, right? It's just that like so many other things, we make less of them as we age. And we probably like make less of them when we're under stress, when we're exposed to certain toxins, like all of those things that can dampen the system. And I don't know that they've all been elucidated, but ultimately as we get older, we know we don't repair quite as well. Now, Professor Kavinson will say that in every organism, and this goes from plants to animals to humans, there's a 30 to 40% biological reserve. 
And he speaks to this as in, you know, most people can easily live to 80, but not a lot of people will make it to 120, which is kind of like the accepted natural health span of the humans, right? We, you know, in the 19th century or the 20th century, we kind of got rid of most infectious diseases for the most part until a couple of years ago, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, that we're really <laughs> knocking people out, right? Yeah. And so now we get to worry about, okay, how long am I going to live and how well am I going to live in the, into those years? And that's the real crux of it, right? Because for the longest time, it was longevity, 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 lifespan, lifespan, lifespan. And then all of a sudden, somebody woke up and said, well, wait, hold on a second. We could stay alive a really long time today with today's technology, and we're seeing it. But now we're going to up the ante again. We're going to say, no, not only do I want to live a long time, but I want to be, I want to have my head together. I want to be independent. I want to be able to move and hike and enjoy my life. So now we're moving into the space of health span. And in order to have health span, we have to have a mechanism by which we're restoring function we're in to our tissues, glands, and organs as they just naturally wear out. Just before we talk about toxins and infections and all that stuff, which actually that is one other thing I would add to that previous conversation we just had is addressing any underlying chronic infections and toxins, like things like heavy metals or EBV or all of these kind of, you know, tick-borne diseases, mold, all of these kind of under the, under the line things that are kind of chipping away at your immune system and ultimately compromising your body's ability to function at its best. So that's as much as I'm going to say about that. So getting back to the slowing down and reversing biological age, you know, we have natural methods to a point that are available to us. Things like fasting. If we do fasting properly and we do it often enough, long enough so that we actually do stimulate autophagy, which most people don't, um, I think that fasting and caloric restriction has been shown in studies to be an effective way of slowing down the aging process when it's not over, when you don't overdo it, when your body's ready for it, the whole nine yards, the bio, the bioregulator peptides are essentially epigenetic switches that flip on genes that signal the, a tissue gland or organ to produce proteins that help to restore form and function to that tissue gland and organ. So for example, um, if we look at, you know, one of the, the, the one bioregulator that probably most people, if they've heard of bioregulators at all, have heard of would be epitalon or mm -hmm. epitalon or endolutin or epithalamin. So the one of the nightmares of the bioregulator world is that each bioregulator has on average at least three names. <laughs> right. Okay. Which just makes it super confusing. Super confusing, right? And they're not always descriptive of what, well, they're most often not descriptive, but in any event. So epitalon or any of those other names is the pineal gland bioregulator. And the reason why it is of fame, if you will, is because we know that the pineal gland really regulates so much related to aging in the human body. It is a the master endocrine regulator. So from a downstream effect, it helps to, to, to rebalance hormones. Now, it doesn't mean that if you take this bioregulator, your hormones are magically going to balance overnight, but it is going to contribute, right? It is the pineal gland is central to melatonin production. 
Well, epitalon in studies was shown to normalize melatonin production in elderly adults. And as a downstream effect, it optimized their sleep. It helped with bone density. It helped them with their um, immune system. It was, it was supportive of a whole bunch of foundational aspects of health. And in the studies that Kevinson did on elderly adults, he was able to show that just the pineal gland on its own used for two years reduced their all-cause mortality versus a control group that didn't get a pit on and instead were given polyvitamins. Um, and how easy a pitalon is when you say it's a bioregulator, it's proof for human consumption. So we can, we can go into as a, that. As a nutritional supplement, yes. As a nutritional so that supplement. Would be, yeah, so the nutritional supplement, so it's basically, these are capsules and these are, these are classified as nutritional supplements. Where we start to get into the gray zone is when we get into the synthetic bioregulator, like a pitalon. So one of the things about the names is epithalamin, is the actual extract from the tissue gland or from the from the pineal gland that has been prepared for intramuscular injection. Okay. That is that compound is almost exclusively available in Russia. There nobody's exporting it out of Russia. So it's really hard to get outside of Russia. Um we then have the capsules endolutin which are also an extract from the pineal gland, but they've been encapsulated and they are for oral use. So now you're going to say to me, okay, Nat, here's the thing. A bioregulator peptide is a peptide. A peptide is a protein. Does it not get digested in the gut? Mm -hmm. Which would be a really fair question. So the way that Kavinson explains it in his literature is that these, these sequences of amino acids are essentially, because they're native to the body, they're almost they're recognized by the body as a compound that can be used. And so they have transporters in the gut that will transport them in through the gut lining into the bloodstream. And there they will make their way and find their way to where they need to go. If you listen to this podcast, you're probably like me, a busy mom, entrepreneur, biohacker, or other high performer. And that requires a huge amount of energy and resilience to deal with life's challenges on a daily basis. There are two key supplements that I love that help me to do this. The first is Biostat Labs NAD Regen, which supports NAD in the body. NAD is known as the molecule of youth and is critical for energy. Taking NAD Regen helps me maintain high energy every day so I can achieve more in my business and also show up better for my family, all while protecting my longevity and avoiding burnout. The second is GDAID, Biostat Labs' unique blood sugar formulation. Managing your blood sugar is also essential for high energy, cognition, and longevity. GDAID combines dihydroberberine, often called nature's metformin, with the very best ingredients for all-round metabolic health. This product is like having your cake and eating it. I take NAD Regen in the morning and GDAID just before my most carb-heavy meal of the day to blunt the glucose spike. And now I want to help you to support your energy, metabolism, and longevity so you can truly show up as your best self. So I've organized a unique offer for you, my listeners, that's not available anywhere else. When you purchase two bottles of NAD Regen, Biostat Labs will send you a free bottle of GDAID. Simply go to biostatlabs.com forward slash Angela to get your free bottle. That's biostatlabs.com forward slash Angela to get your exclusive offer. I'm inviting you to join our newly opened High Performance Health 
Facebook group where we're all about unlocking our utmost potential. If you are a fellow biohacker, a coach, or a woman with an entrepreneurial spirit looking for peak performance, then our community of ambitious women is just for you. But it's not just about connecting with like-minded women. It's about empowering each other. We have weekly live training, Q&As, and a bunch of other exclusive content that I don't get the chance to share anywhere else. New biohacks I'm exploring, plus extra nuggets of wisdom from my podcast guests and so much more. It's free to join. Simply click the top link in the show notes or go to angelafoster.me forward slash HPH. That's angelafoster.me forward slash HPH or click the top link in the show notes. And once inside, send me a message so we can connect personally. I can't wait to see you there. How easy, uh, where, can you, where can people get hold of these? So there's a, so at this very instant, there's a bit of a problem with availability. I'm not going to, there's been some issues with, you know, there's some politics involved, all kinds of stuff, but there's actually a company in the UK um, and you may already know of them. Um, It's um, the website is profound-health.com and they market all of the Cavinson uh, bioregulators And what they've done is they've created a new brand called Nature's Marvels, which repackages the scary white Russian box with the Russian writing on it to a very pretty um, colored box that gets rid of the whole name problem because it just says pineal bioregulator, blood vessel bioregulator, heart bioregulator. They don't bother with all the crazy names. And it's got a pretty picture of a field and a sunrise. It's all very, very friendly. and so those are it's all very friendly. I love that. Well, it is it's because a you know what you get sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can imagine the guy at customs in the current climate mm-hmm. receiving a big box of these boxes with a lot of Russian writing he can't read on it, mm. going, "Yeah, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. What the hell is that? It's not coming in. Like, <laughs> Sorry, not, not happening. <laughs> I don't know what down. juju this is, but we're not letting it in. So the other thing is that there are now. Um, Kavinson has also been developing successfully sublingual sprays that deliver the synthetic version of the bio, that bioregulator. So what that means is in epithalamin or endolutin, it's actually a complex of peptides, right? It's not just going to be one thing, but what they've done is they've isolated in many cases, one or two of those amino acid sequences in that bioregulator that really hit the mark. And so epitalon is the name of the synthetic bioregulator that is a four amino acid peptide. I'm pretty sure it's four. I don't think it's three. I think it's four. Um, Four amino acids. And so it's just the money shot. So with the synthetic, it can either be introduced into the body as a sub-Q injection. And that's where we start to get into that really dodgy gray zone Mm. because where do you get it? It's usually a research lab. It's technically a research chemical, not approved for human use. So you're starting to, I mean, I can see your, your legal brain starting to smoke there. So I'm saying this, you're like, well, well, I'm just, as you're oh. saying it, I'm just aware of how many people will go onto, you know, a website and then just start injecting and, and yeah, it's crazy. And injecting in the same place over and over. And, and it, it, yeah, it sort of concerns me as well because it should. It yeah. should. yeah, no, I mean, there's, 
anyway, that's that's all. You know, we could do a whole other podcast lawyer, on, that, lawyer, on that little mess. <laughs> <laughs> but but the the synthetic bioregulators now are also coming out as sublingual sprays and sublingual drops because the thing is they're so tiny that they actually can be absorbed through the the oral mucosa mm-hmm. in right into the bloodstream. Yeah, which is kind of cool. which is a good place. That's very cool. I mean, I was actually going to ask you there on your thoughts when you're talking about the pineal gland and like absorption through the mouth and things. How worried you are around things like fluoride and the pineal gland, for example? Yeah, I mean, I think fluoride's a massive issue, right? That whole mm. that whole um, that whole column in the of the periodic table is a massive issue, mm. and so as we said earlier. We want to avoid, we want to try to avoid the things that are negative. So reduce your exposure to fluoride for the love of God. There are so many good alternatives on to, on the toothpaste front right now. And then if it's, un, you know, in my world, fluoride is added to the water. For some reason, somebody at city hall believes it's really important for us to be drinking fluoride. Go figure. So I use a reverse osmosis system in my house and then I remineralize my water, like all the things I remove fluoride. So I do everything I can to reduce my exposure to fluoride. And then I will use whether it's endolutin or epitalon on a regular basis to kind of give that signal to my pineal gland and normalize. And I didn't, you know, I didn't finish on that one. It normalizes, it resets circadian rhythm it normalizes um, melatonin production, it activates telomerase to help to restore and maintain the length of telomeres, Mm. which, you know, it's not a straight line between long telomeres and health span and lifespan, but you sure don't want super short telomeres. No. And is it, I mean, um, are there any downsides to taking it? Not that I've seen any evidence of. Okay. So Professor Kevinson gets asked that question a lot. And he will say that in, you know, he's been researching these things for 40 years. So this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. It's not in, you know, the information hasn't necessarily percolated out to the West for 40 years, but it started out as military research, which is usually a pretty good indication that it's important stuff. Um, and he's, I'm, and I, in my you know, in my community of now over 18,000 people that's been around for four years, the only time I see someone having a negative response is if they are extremely immune sensitive, let's say, like they have a very overactive immune system or they've got some kind of serious autoimmune issue going on and they were going at it too hard, too fast. Generally speaking, if we, in those people, it's a good idea. Frankly, they have to do everything everything slower than everybody else, right? Even if they're starting a new supplement, it needs to be taken at a quarter of the dose, maybe even less before they they can build up to a level that they can tolerate. So for the most part, I haven't seen, read, or experienced any negatives. So one other distinction that's probably good for people to know is between the synthetic bioregulator and the the bio, the extract, if you will, like that nutritional supplement, the way that what we've seen, and I know the way that in Russia, the way they apply these is the, the synthetic is what they will use for people who are more sensitive and have more health issues. Um, and it will generally take action faster, but the effects may not last quite as long. Whereas the oral bioregulator, which don't forget it's an extract. So it's going to contain cofactors around that 
that peptide, if you will. Um, it might take a little bit longer to take effect, but it seems that the effects, once they're achieved, will last a bit longer. And could it be that some of these cofactors are helping other things to happen within that tissue? Going, right. I mean, it's they're really a little bit like desiccated organs. I think mm. it's just a more refined form. And what would people see when you say it takes a little bit longer for the effects? What length of time and what could people expect to experience? Yeah, it's a good question. And it's a really hard question to answer because it depends on the person and, and where they're at. So I'll say that, you know, for example, I've seen women who like younger women who are still in their reproductive years, who for whatever reason stopped having a cycle. Um, I've seen them get their cycle back um, by applying both the pineal gland and the ovarian bioregulator. But I will say they will do it in conjunction with all the other things that they're doing. So, yeah, which is why we started that. Exactly. Um, and that's where we start because you've got to be working on your diet. You've got to be working on your stress. You've got to be doing all the things and maybe you need other supplements. Maybe you need some hormonal support, but even without hormones, I've seen women get their cycle back. Interesting. So they can be very powerful. But at the same time, I've seen people use Epitalon and Dilutin and say, well, it didn't do anything for my sleep. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, what else are you doing for your sleep? Mm -hmm. Because if you're sitting and staring at your screens until one o'clock in the morning and you think you're going to pop a pill and it's going to fix anything, actually it's not, mm -hmm. right? So sometimes it takes longer to see an effect. Um, it always boils down to what's driving the issue in the first place and what else are you doing to fix that issue? And that's very individual, isn't it? I mean, like I, I yeah. found that I'm super sensitive to screen work, screen use, to any kind of evening working, to going to the cinema. It will delay sleep for me quite mm -hmm. significantly, and just keep me really quite wired. Actually, you know, yeah. it's not just like I just think the stimulation is a lot. I'm 100%. curious. I'm curious there when you talk about the pineal gland and its effects on it. Um, might that improve someone's meditation? Uh, practice and spiritual connection? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I, there are definitely people out there who say that it will, I think that it might, but only if you're working consciously towards that goal. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that, um, if you're, it, it's almost like anything, it, well, it is like anything else. Intention has a lot to do with the, an outcome and especially an outcome like that one. Mm. I, yeah, I do sure. believe you have to be working towards it, but I will say that um, people who are using these bioregulator peptides, and there are now a couple of hundred that are part of a of a study that's being done in the U.S., um, are seeing material reversals in their biological age. So, Interesting. You know, it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I don't think there's any downside, um, except for to your pocketbook. Yeah. So they, they are a bit of an investment anyway you slice it. And is it something you would take for a period of time or would um, you take it on an ongoing basis? Depends on your goals and where you're at, right? So let's say someone is 35 years old and they want to get a jump on things or 30 years old and they want to get a jump on things. Uh, they might say, we might say, okay, look, if you really don't have any health issues going on and you you're good. Maybe what you might do if you're using the oral bioregulators, you might do a 30 day run of three majors. Like the three majors to me would be the pineal bioregulator, the blood vessel bioregulator, and the thymus 
bioregulator. So now we've we've basically taken addressed immunity. We've addressed blood flow at a macro and microcirculation level, without which, and you know, the the blood vessel bioregulator helps to restore function to the endothelium of the of the blood vessels. So we have we have immunity, we have blood flow, and then we have the pineal gland, which is really kind of like that master orchestra director, if you will. And so as a young person, you might do 30 days once or twice a year of that group, right? Now, if you're a high-performance athlete, there's a really good chance, and we were talking about this before the podcast, high-performance athletes often have a much more, we think of them as the healthiest people on the planet. They're actually racing to older age. They often have accelerated aging. And so for those people, they might have to, they might lean into some of the other bioregulators as well to work towards reversing some of the damage of the intense training. But here's the news. It's not really going to do much until you stop the crazy training. Mm. So, you know, and kind of start to find some balance there. So it's a bit of a paradox. Definitely, I know that in Russia, they used the bioregulator peptide um, protocols for the women's gymnastics team who are all young women, but when they measure their biological age, they notice all of these girls were showing up a lot older than their chronological age. And it's really just the stresses and strains of competition and training. And what were they using to assess their biological age? So they would have been using, I mean, I'm sure they weren't using true diagnostic, but they were using some test of whether they were measuring their telomeres or their DNA methylation. Now, don't forget that at the time that they were doing these, those tests were not available commercially to consumers, but the technology for measuring telomeres and whatnot has been around for a long time. So at Mm. that stage of the game, they were probably availing themselves of that technology because this started as um, a project really targeting the military first. And then I'm sure what they started doing is rolling it out to other populations of importance and concern before they made it available to the general population. But apparently if you go to Russia, you can buy these things in almost, you know, in a, in a corner store or in a drug store, maybe a corner store is a bit of a, of an exaggeration, but they're not hard to get. Interesting. But do we see them uh, having greater health span as a result? I don't know. We don't know. You know generally, you'd have yeah, to look at them as a population. But then I guess this is the thing with confounding factors, isn't it? Um, is, you know, all the other things they're doing, <laughs> potentially drinking a lot of vodka as well. <laughs> not not to be they're too generalistic, smokers. but yeah. big and, smokers. And, and yeah, it makes a difference. Culturally, right? it, you know, I think that if you went and found a population of people in Russia who are really focused on their health span, um, and using these things and not pounding the vodka and the, and the smoking and whatnot and living a healthy lifestyle, you might see a trend there. But if you go, but you know, what was interesting, you know, actually further to that, I think what was interesting about some of the studies that uh, Professor Kavinson did, particularly on longevity with elderly humans, is that he didn't ask them to change anything, right? So one group got polyvitamins and the other group got the epithalamin. So nobody knew what they were getting. Nobody was told, asked to change anything. And the first study he did was with 60 to 74-year-olds, and he followed them for 12 years. They were given the peptides for only two years. And at the end of the 12 years, the group that got the, bio, the bioregulator had a, I want to say, like a 30% lower rate of all-cause mortality than the group that only got the polyvitamins. The second study that he did was 75 to 85 year olds. 
And now this was a six-year study. And again, I believe that he only gave them two years of bioregulators. You had a control group that were given polyvitamins. You had next group got the epitalon. And then a third group got a pitalon and the thymus bioregulator, thymolin. And now we see that the first group that got the polyvitamins, now we're talking about much older people, um, 88%, I think it is, had passed by after six years. In the group that only got the epitalon, I believe it was, I'm, I'm, I, these are all tables in my presentation, so I don't fully remember all the, all the numbers. I think maybe it was, i trying to remember, it was 88% on the first one. I know it's only 33% mortality on the ones that got epithalamin and thymus. Um, so that one made a massive difference. difference. Massive, yeah. And then the epithalamin was somewhere in the middle. Interesting. Thirty-three. So it was. It was pretty dramatic. Yeah, profound. I mean, I guess my question is, when I when I look at this stuff, is are we delaying the inevitable? So the question I have in my mind is, is and and you do. I know it's possible because obviously we see people who just you learn about the fact that they they were fine, they were in perfect health, they went to sleep one night and they didn't wake up, which right is a dream. Everybody would want that, right? Just one day, it <laughs> yeah. just ends like that. Maybe when you get to the end, if we were built for 120, then the system just switches off and you pass on somewhere else. But I guess I'm curious as to your thoughts. Um, are we, are we, we're improving health span, but are we delaying the inevitable? Because, you know, having been through an experience with my, with my father when he passed away, it feels like there can be suffering at the end. And that's, I think, is probably the, the biggest kind of scariest factor, I think, for mm -hmm. many people is, you know, yes, this all sounds amazing and definitely I want to carry on hiking and climbing mountains, all these amazing things and cross-country skiing and all the things that everyone wants to do and traveling the world and seeing grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Mm -hmm. But do we think that we can avoid through doing these things uh, what, what seems to be for many people a predictable period of suffering at the very end or, or not? I think that's a great question. I think that that goes back to everything else that you're doing, mm. right? I think that all the chips have to be in place. And so if we want to avoid neurodegenerative diseases, for example, um, and I'm not saying this is a prescription for avoiding them because nobody has the definitive prescription, but there's plenty of evidence that says if we can, if we can keep track of and manage our heavy metal exposure, and reduce heavy metal load in the body, we will, we will stand to benefit long-term. None of these things happen overnight. All of these things build over decades. So how we feed our bodies, the lifestyle decisions that we make, the, um, all of those things are ultimately going to have a massive impact. The truth of the matter is that we are being bombarded with toxins every day, whether it's electromagnetic frequencies or glyphosate in the food or whatever else it's it's never ending so what can we do about that let's pay attention to our own pathways of detoxification and help them to work better right mm -hmm. so whether that's using the right form of glutathione understanding genetically do i have pathways that are less genetically optimized than others it doesn't mean they're not working but if we run testing, which we now have access to that can show, is my body showing higher levels of oxidative stress? Okay, well then what are the things I can do to help to reduce that oxidative stress? And what are the things that I'm doing that are contributing to that oxidative stress that I can maybe reduce? So, you know, the other interesting thing about the bioregulators is both 
um, the pineal gland bioregulator and another immune bioregulator called Vilon, V-I-L-O-N, both of them are shown to have anti-tumor activity. So maybe they, and, and it doesn't mean they block it completely because he did, again, he did a bunch of rat studies and did, you know, expose some rats to 24 seven light. And these are the rats that are genetically predisposed to developing tumors in the first place. But he was able to show that in rats, giving them the pineal gland bioregulator actually reduced the incidence of tumors. And when they did get them, they were smaller. And then same with um, with the breast cancer, with BRAC gene, the BRCA gene, Epidolon and Vilon given to rats who had a predisposition to breast cancer, either they had few, either they didn't get tumors or if they did, they were smaller. So there's something in these compounds that is also can be protective. So what it really speaks to is, and this is, you know, it's funny because you look at Brian Johnson and here is a man who's put every ounce of energy, every penny, every minute of every hour of every day is devoted to this one goal of slowing down and reversing aging. And I don't, I mean, look, kudos to him for what he's achieved for sure. I personally don't think that's a way to live. So I do think that there's, there's a piece of this for us to find where are, where do you want, how hard are you willing to work for this? What are the things that you can reasonably do so that you can still connect with other people, find joy in life and express yourself, right? Because here's the other piece of longevity, laughing, having a good time, experiencing joy, (laughs) like human connection, love, relationships, these things we know that even in people with cancer, if they have good community around them, if they have good human connections, they often have a better outcome than the next person who's completely isolated. So it's, and you know, you had asked about my favorite book and and I'd said, you know, it took me a while to think of it. And I came back to this book that I've studied at school when I went back to nutrition school called The Biology of Belief. Mm, and the reason why- book. It's a great book because what Mm. it does is it starts with a man who believed that the cell was everything to human health, right? All of the secrets of life and health could be found in the cell. And by the end of the book, he's sitting there telling us that what you believe and the the actions and the emotions of your life is going to have as much, if not more of an impact on your health and your outcome than any of the medical things, interventions that we have out there. So I think it's so important for all of us to always remember, because we fall into this trap, right? As self-defined health hackers, biohackers, whatever we want to call ourselves, optimizers, people who are in this field, we keep having to remind ourselves, it's all great to sauna and cold plunge and take the supplements and do the technology and zap yourself with this and do yourself with that. But am I having a good time? Am I taking time to actually enjoy my life? and connect with people in a meaningful way, because that's what's going to feed our, our energy and our soul energy. So, so I think to answer your first question, which was, can we delay, are we only delaying illness, serious illness and disease? I don't, I don't think so. I think, I don't know that we have all the answers yet to avoid them, but I think that as early as we can start to make the right decisions within reason is going to potentially avoid us dying from a disease and optimize our chances of, I mean, you're going to have to die from something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure that death by switch is available to us yet, 
but definitely I've heard of people dying at a ripe old age relatively quickly, mm. right? Like people who, oh my God, he was fine a month ago and now he's gone, but he's 97 years old. And so we are going to celebrate the amazing life that this person had. Mm. I'm so glad you said that. Cause I mean, that that's been my personal experience and kind of where I've gone a lot with my own health. Yes, I do all the biohacking and all these other things, but the reality is, you know, when I was truly sick in hospital with pneumonia and I was neutropenic, I had oh. both viral and bacterial pneumonia. So oh the God. antibiotics is only going to help one side, right? It's yeah. not going to cure the viral side. And I was neutropenic. So there was a very real possibility that I wouldn't have survived it. And at that point, I was so depressed. I'd created mm. this prison in my own mind. I felt this profound sense of peace. And in that moment, within 48 hours of me making a real decision that I needed to find a way to get to get kind of comfortable with myself and to be there to see my kids grow up, my blood work changed within 48 hours. And that's really what wow. Dr. Bruce Lipton talks about, right? It yeah. changes and, and Joe Dispenza and they, they were such a massive inspiration to me on my journey. And when I look now, I work a lot with heart rate variability and mm -hmm. using um, a continuous device, an ECG device by First Beat. And what I see is that when people are living in alignment, I was having this conversation with Dr. John Martini the other day on the podcast. So when people are living in alignment with their values and they're in sync, heart rate variability improves and you see resonance. And that, I think, as you say, like is such a huge factor in health. And when we look at the blue zones, right, how are they living? They're having social connection. They're living in alignment with their, with their purpose and their values. And I think when we are out of sync, that's when uh, problems can occur potentially. And I think that, you know, if we, as you say, if we just focus on all the like biohacking and restrictive dieting and supplementation and all these things and fasting and forget about that side of things, we're missing a big piece and also probably the whole meaning of life in the first place. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. But, I mean, listen, you hear these guys saying, I'm going to live to 180. And I'm like, really? <laughs> what, what price? <laughs> exactly. Is it, are you having fun? <laughs> are you having fun yet? And yeah, anyway, it's, uh, mm. I just think, you know, to, to bring, and I love the HRV piece as well. I think to bring balance back to this is, are you living well and, and with joy? But, you know, it's also about where are we assigning and getting our pleasure from, right? If you find your pleasure, if the only place you find your pleasure is a bottle of wine, you're going to run into some problems. Mm at some point. So, yeah. you know, doing the work to find joy within ourselves and in our communities and all of those things, I think that's the work we need to be doing. And to your, to your point, living your life's purpose and being in alignment with your life's purpose. And then you do all the other stuff, yeah. right? Then you do do the stuff like optimizing your diet and, you know, and taking supplements when you need them. You know, there's some, so many great products out there right now, understanding what should my goal be today? And what am I working towards now? And understanding that, you know, people like people listen to our podcast and they're like, holy jumping, like I can't afford all the stuff you talk about. And it all sounds so great. And I'm like, I know. And you're not supposed to use it all the time. You know, everything that we talk about is not going to be the right thing for you. And you don't need to take every single thing every single day. Mm. There are those who would argue with me and say, well, I take 150 pills a day and I'm feeling awesome. And I'd be like, okay, maybe. <laughs> I, I, 
I don't necessarily resonate with that. I agree. Oh, it's been amazing speaking to you. I know there's so much more. I think we probably have to 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 invite you back, Natalie. I know there's so much more that you could share here. Um, you've really given us just a flavor. Uh, of the world of longevity and what's available. And I know you're at the forefront of it. Where can people connect with you? You have an amazing Facebook community. Um, please share. Thank you. Um, so the best, you know, Nat Central is natnidham.com. That's my website and that's where everything lives. Uh-huh. Uh, I do have a large Facebook community. I don't spend as much time there as I used to personally. I do have a private membership community, which is on Mighty Networks. And so when you go to the website, if you go to the top of the page, there's a tab that's BSP community, and that'll take you to learn more about that private membership community. Um, And then I do retreats. Um, I'm doing one this coming November. I don't know when this episode's going to air, but if it's before November or before September, actually, and anybody's interested, it's a women's retreat um, in the Dominican Republic. Um, and then, um, Instagram is just Natalie Nidham and my social media person tells me I now have a thread, whatever that is. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's the biohacking superhuman performance podcast as well. But Angela, this has been great. Thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to hosting you on my podcast because I think we can actually keep this going back and forth. And Oh, that would be fun. (laughs) <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah, that would be super fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I know I've learned a ton and I bet everyone listening has. And yeah, I'd love to continue the conversation. Thanks so much. If you enjoy this podcast, visit femalebiohacker.com and be part of a special community of women looking to optimize their mind, body and spirit. If you're tired of sifting through countless websites and books to find the answers to your questions about nutrition, fitness, hormones, mindset, spirituality and biohacking, the search is over. I've done the research for you and every week we go live with in-depth masterclasses, Q&A calls and monthly challenges to help you transform your life. And when you join the collective, you'll have access to a wealth of information, including deep dive masterclasses and biohacking toolkits on our members' favorites like metabolic flexibility, gut health, stress and resiliency, and stepping into your most empowered self. Get access and be coached by me and my team and level up your health, career, and life, all for less than a dollar a day. Go to femalebiohacker.com or click the link below to get started. And I'll see you on the inside.